0: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh Welcome to episode 6 of Tafsir of 30, a Ramadan project of the college Muslim breaking on the surahs of Juz' Amma, the 30th section of the Quran Tafsir of 30 will include the recitation of the surah from the Quran in Arabic, readings of the English translation from the clear Quran by Dr. Mustafa Khattab and the English Tafsir or interpretation from Tafsir ibn Kathir Ramadan is the month in which the Qur'an is revealed and through this series we hope to get closer to the Qur'an by diving into not only the Arabic text and English translation but also the English Tafsir or interpretation to better understand the words of Allah Wa Ta'ala and connect with His divine guidance. We hope this series helps you fit just a few minutes of understanding the Qur'an into your day and hopefully encourages you to dive deeper into it and reflect on the most beautiful words this world has ever seen. In this episode, we'll be going through Surah Al Kafirun, the 109th Surah in the Quran. We're going to be working our way back until we get to Surah an Nabah, completing our Ramadan journey through Jiz 30. Now let's begin, inshallah, with the Arabic, the recitation of the Arabic text and the English translation. <laughs> Say, O Prophet, O you disbelievers, لَا أَعْبُدُ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ I do not worship what you worship. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ Nor do you worship what I worship. وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدُم مَا عَبَدُّم I will never worship what you worship. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ nor will you ever worship what I worship. Lakum Dinukum You have your way and I have my way. Now let's dive into the English tafsir or interpretation of this surah. So we start off with the first ayah, Kulya Ayyu kafirun. Say uh, this is Allah SWT telling the Prophet to say, O oh, you disbelievers. And Tafsir ibn Kathir has described this ayah as a declaration of innocence from shirk, which is shirk is the association of partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and disbelief. So this surah is the disavowal from the deeds of the idolaters. So the idolaters are the people who worshipping idols during the time of Prophet It commands a complete disavowal from that worship of, idol- of idols. And Allah ﷻ's statement, al kafirun," say, "O Prophet, O oh you disbelievers," includes every disbeliever on the face of the on the face of the planet. However, this statement is particularly directed towards the disbelievers of the Quraysh, the tribe of the Prophet ﷺ that he was preaching to. It has been said that in their ignorance, in the ignorance of the idolaters, they once invited the Prophet ﷺ to worship their idols for a year and they would in turn worship Allah ﷻ for a year to sort of have a little bit of peace treaty. And therefore Allah ﷻ revealed this surah in it and in this surah he commanded the Prophet ﷺ to completely disavow himself from their religion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next ayah says, ma I do not worship what you worship. And in this he's saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is the only one worthy of worship and there's and he has no partner in that worship. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the next two ayahs which is, وَلَا مَا أَعْبُدُ Nor do you worship what I worship. وَلَا أَنَا مَا And I will never worship what you worship. And in these ayahs, he's saying, mean that I do not worship according to your worship. And by by, I and you, in here, we're saying I is, this is Allah SWT and the Prophet and the religion of Islam is I, and you is the religion of the Quraysh and worshipping idols. So here um, Allah SWT is saying, I do not worship what you worship, which means I do not follow or go along with any of it. And Allah, the Prophet is saying, I only worship Allah SWT in the manner in which he loves and is pleased with. Then, once again, we have the ayah, Wala' antum Meaning that, which means, which the translation is, nor will you ever worship what I worship. And in this, the meaning of this is that you do not follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His legislation in His worship. And rather the Quraysh have invented something out of the promptings of their own souls. And this, and this disavowal, which is what this whole surah is about, this disavowal, um, from all that, from all of whatever the Quraysh are involved in. For certainly, the worshipper, every worshipper, must have a God whom he worships, and a set acts of worship that he follows to get to Him and to get to the God, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So, the Messenger of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and His followers, uh, then includes all of us, worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala according to what Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has legislated. This is why the statement of Islam is La Ilaha Illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. There is no God worthy of worship worthy of being worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah wa ta'ala. This means that there is no true object of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and there is no path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means the way of worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, other than what the Messenger of Allah has come with and the idolaters of that time and the disbelievers of today worship something that is other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and with acts of worship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not allowed. And which is why in the last ayah Allah SWT reveals for the Prophet to say Lakum ukum You have your way and I have my way. Just a quick reflection as we end off this episode, inshallah. One of the biggest things I take away from this surah every time is, this, is especially in the last ayah, Lakum ukum You have your way and I have my way. Growing up Muslim in the Western world in the United States, uh, especially as a child, it can, feel sort of, it can feel isolating. I think we talk about isolation a lot. It can always feel isolating when it comes to the idea that Everyone, all your non-Muslim peers or all your non-Muslim friends seem to be acting as one unit in their set of beliefs in the way that they live their life. And it can sometimes feel as though the way you live your life and your set of beliefs as a Muslim is so far from their set of beliefs that I know growing up, it can feel really, it was really easy to feel apologetic at times and to feel like, hey, if I just do this one thing, if I just go to this one place, if I just do this one action, that it won't negate my identity, my set of beliefs, but... It'll just be caving a little bit into their set of beliefs, and that's fine. Like, it won't it won't hurt me. In this surah, uh, one of the biggest things I take away from this surah is that, that, apolog- that apologeticness and that eagerness to be a part of their identity, whether it be from their religion or whether it just be from a set of beliefs that's very secular but not something that we prescribe to, can be... Ha- can be harmful to us, and that's what this surah and this the tafsir of this surah tell us. So inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the strength to preserve our religion and to follow uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the path, through the path that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has uh, given us as our messenger, inshallah. Jazakallah khair for listening, and tune in tomorrow for our episode on Surah al kauthar Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.